You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Happy fucking Monday. I wanted to tell everybody that I've had an abnormal, um, abnormally high amount of sex this week. I have polled y'all and been like, how much sex are y'all having? And if you've listened to this podcast for a bit, you'll, you know that I've said, I don't think there's supposed to be this number that you're supposed to be hitting to equal a happy marriage because there's so many factors involved. Your careers, are you new parents? Is one spouse a traveling worker? There's like a gazillion different things. Like what season are you in? And obviously maintaining it and being intentional and going like, let's make sure we're dating each other, watering each other, checking in. And when it doesn't come natural, like we're fucking, we're being intentional about making it happen, even when we don't really feel like it. And then there's some seasons when you're like, yes, back in action, baby. And if you've listened to this podcast for any time, you may have heard me tell my husband's experience and journey getting on testosterone. So just to fill you in, I definitely have a very high drive. Like I do, I think it's a personality disorder as well as a sick need for validation. And it's like my love language, okay? So whatever. We can look at that in a good way. We can look at that in a bad way. I'm right there in the middle. And my husband is five years older than me. So he's almost 40. And he got his levels checked and they were a lot lower, like way lower. And it was like, ah, light bulb, like this makes sense. And I've had guests on that are like anti-getting on testosterone and they tell like what they would target and treat before. I know there's different opinions about this, but I will tell you in our experience, it has been a game changer and, and it's progressively I've noticed just increased. And obviously, are there times when like we're both just tired or we're not vibing or 
it's been one hell of a week at his office with my shit, with parenting. And some nights we just like, no, it's we're going to bed. Yes. And I say that to point out that just because you get on testosterone does not take away like human nature and being a couple and communicating and getting along and dating each other. But I've definitely noticed that he is a hornier individual now. And I mean, we were before he got on testosterone, always having sex at least once a week. I'm just a freak of nature. And I was like, I'm 33 and I can't, I can't be a once a weeker. Like I want to be doing it three to five times a week. And I know some women are cursing me right now and be like, shut the fuck up, bitch. But you don't have what's going on in my brain. Okay. And this is why this podcast exists because I can get in your sick husband's head and tell you what he's thinking. A medium told me I was a male in four of my past lives and I believe it because I am perverted. (laughs) Slightly, just slightly. And I know my girlies that vibe me and are like, I'm here too, bitch. Like I'm listening because I, I relate. I know. The point of this was that Daddy D has just been laying it down. And I was like, what is going on? Who is this person? I was like, did you have a girlfriend and you broke up with her and now I'm getting what she got? And he's like, you are fucking psychotic, like psychotic. And it was like half a joke, but I was like, what has come over you? Like, are you eating blue chews all day? Like what's going on? No complaints. So I was like, Jordan, you better don't say another insecure word. Just appreciate it. Just love it. Just take it. The worst thing you can do is you finally get what you've been waiting for, wanting, desire, and then question it. Like, no, 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 no. That's the kind of mildly toxic that we we can't have room for. Does not serve us. So yeah, that's a little update on that my little kitty is at bay, just loving life, so appreciative. And don't get me wrong, there are times when I feel like a cat in heat locked in a house with all these male cats surrounding my patio and I just can't even get out there. That was a terrible analogy. That really did happen. My cat, we waited like a year to get her spayed, mistake and... When she was in heat, there I've never seen anything like it. It was freezing temperature. It was like a snowstorm outside, like hailing, dark, cold. And there was a male cat sitting on our porch, like nose touching the window while my cat is backing it up on the glass lighting door. Like I thought she was going to like, they're going to penetrate through the glass. And he isn't going anywhere. And I'm like, he is braving the storm for a one, just a hope, a 1% chance that I open this door and he can get his paws on her. It was wild. And it kept me up all night. I was like, these noises are primal. Speaking of primal, you know that I embrace the bush, the hairiness. That was a great transition. I've talked about pubic hair. If you're new here, hey, I'm Jordan. (laughs) Every Monday, all things sex and marriage, dating your spouse. And I've talked about women's pubic hair more than the guy's pubic hair. It's funny because there was like, I had a lot of boyfriends that were totally clean shaven, like not a hair in sight, like they're a seal, just a slippery seal. And then I've dated men and I'm married to one that they're like, I'm not... No, that's weird. 
Uh, I have hair there and God put it there and I'm going to have the hair there. And they can manscape. Like my husband pretty much lets his do its own thing, which is very intimidating sometimes. <laughs> the intimidato. But yeah, if you've listened before, you know, I encourage the ladies. I'm like, whatever you've been rocking, switch it up. Like if you've been bald eagle for a while now, go full bush. I'm not, I'm not even giving you a transition. Go full bush. And then after like three months, yes, you heard me. You heard me. Three months when it's on your leg, you're going to, <laughs> you're going to go landing strip. And I used to always keep mine short. I'm in my landing strip era. Just want to let everybody know that. And my husband, he prefers a bush, pervert. He prefers a bush, which is annoying sometimes. But yet I'm like grateful. Like count your blessings, Jordan. Look at the silver lining. He's not asking me to be high maintenance, waxing, shaving, getting razor bumps, like or having to go laser it off. And then how do you get you know, do a different style if you laser it all off. Waxing, ouch. So I can just let her go. And he is delighted in that. He is wildly aroused by that. And for that, I am grateful. But I've recently went landing strip, but not gone so short on the strip. And I think it's so aesthetically pleasing. So to all my girlies listening, this was like a little vocal Pinterest board. This was a little inspo to mix it up. You know, got to remind the girlies every now and then change your up and anyone can do that. You can be 25, you can be 65, mix it up. Why don't you vajazzle it? Remember when people were putting jewels on their pussy or they would like write a letter or do a lightning bolt? Am I making this up? I, I have read articles about vajazzling. That is real. That sounds painful and odd and painful. And then what happens when one falls off? Because you know they got to fall off quickly. So your design's fucked from the get-go. Mm, sounds gimmicky. Also, you may go, wait, but like my husband has a preference. So I like to, I like it that way too. So I keep it that way. Like I know he likes that the most anyways. Just because my husband prefers a bush does not mean I'm going to hold back and not do whatever the fuck I want to it. It's your body, your choice. My body, my choice. And sometimes I'll be like annoyed by him a little bit and I'll just hack the whole thing off. Like all the progress that I made. Like, cause he is, he's weird. He like wants like George of the Jungle status or like, what is that girl I'm thinking of? Not Dora, Wild Thornberries. Why am I thinking Wild? Wild Thornberry energy. And I swear switching it up, just walking out of the bathroom and it just being completely gone. You went from one end of the spectrum to the other like that. It's a long shower. It's a long shower. And you're a new bitch. And maybe it's me playing a game. Maybe there is some little toxic motive of doing this. I don't know. Maybe a therapist could tell me. But I think it keeps them on their toes. Am I making this up? Men, do you love it when your wife switches it up? Or do you prefer it one way and at the other times you're like, meh. I feel like there's no way you're feeling meh about pussy at any point. 
Okay, Jordan, what are we talking about in today's episode? I will tell you. First, we've got some listener questions. We have a gentleman who wants to increase his load size. We have got a wife whose husband works with douchebags, and she might be working with him. And they were talking about another hot girl in the office, and we got to talk about it. And then there is a woman who is asking us how she can get her male male female. Stay tuned. And today's topic is going to be his needs, her needs. Okay. So a wife's emotional needs, a man's physical needs. Not to say a wife doesn't have physical needs either, but these are two things that I think we need to drive home and talk about. I think they're going to be very relatable and we can help remind the men. I have a lot of men listeners what her emotional needs are, what that looks like, how you can meet them, like simple things you can do. And that's checking the box and you're going to be feeding her, fulfilling her emotionally. She fucking wants that. Even if she doesn't even know how to articulate that, which baby girl, I know where, I I know you do. I know you have it in you but you got to fucking tell him. You have to tell him you need this. And sometimes men don't know what to do. They don't understand. They don't get it because that doesn't come second nature for them. Men are different than women and their needs may look very different than hers. Something she's experiencing and being emotional about, he may find so silly, but he has to save space for her. This is going to bleed over and affect your relationship and your sex life negatively. And then you go, oh, I'm doing all this and this, and she still doesn't want to fuck. This is probably why. So emotional intelligence and closeness relating to sex, sexual intimacy being mutual, and yeah, stay tuned for that conversation that I have with myself. (laughs) Myself, the microphone, and this closet. One day I hope that I have a room with like sound board, sound absorbing boards, and I have like some sick office, but I have an office downstairs, not ideal for recording as it just doesn't compare to when I come in the closet that has clothes hanging up on every surrounding wall. It just sounds better. So I come here for y'all. I want to give you the bestest. And before we dive in, I've got to say merch dropped last Tuesday. So it's out We are almost sold out and I really want to sell the fuck out. To those of you who have ordered, I am so grateful and appreciative. I saw people like get their stuff and then order another one plus a hoodie. And I was like, OMG, like y'all like it. Y'all like it. The feedback is really good. I'm telling you, these sweatshirts are the shit. They are the shit. I promise the next drop, I'm not going to leave the guys out. My husband was like, he kind of left the guys out for this merch drop. So y'all are deaf going to be the focus for the next launch. I'm thinking long sleeve tee, graphic on the front. Stay tuned. Follow me on social media to stay in the loop with all things podcast at underscore the horny housewife podcast. All that info will be in the episode notes. Shop my merch at thhmerch.com. 
and it's they're fucking good. You're gonna love it. It's almost fall. It's time to get a hoodie, a new hoodie, add it to the collection. If you live in the hot states, the crop top's gonna carry you to fucking October. Plus, if you're a worker outer like me, I just love putting a crop top over my sports bra when I work out. And this buttery, soft, silky, flowy crop is perfecto. And you are a mildly toxic bitch. If you listen to this podcast, there's a very good chance of that. Okay, let's dive in. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Question number one. Love the podcast. You have helped rekindle the passion in our bedroom. My wife has been expressing that she wants me to finish on her chest when we have sex in the shower. Since my vasectomy, I have felt that my loads are not as big as they once were. I don't feel like I ejaculate a lot and I feel if we try this, it's going to disappoint her. I don't want her to think I'm faking or that I I don't want to do this for her. I love to pleasure her, but I'm just insecure about this, clearly because you don't need to be, dude. Do you have any tips or recommendations on how to increase load size without holding off on sex? Don't want to mess with the chemistry. Appreciate any advice. Okay. I don't think holding off, by the way, my opinion before I tell you like men speaking from experience answers, because that's what we want. If we're really looking for a solution, I feel like that was my best route was to be like, men, do any of y'all relate? Do you have a friend that relates? Do you know anything about this? And they told me, so I'm going to share them with you. But my first thought was, I don't think holding off on sex is going to mess with the chemistry. In fact, it could make the dick and heart grow fonder. Remember, predictable is boring, even if it's every other day. And you know exactly what's going to go down. Boring. So I think holding it off, you know, being a little mildly toxic. And she's like, what the fuck's going on? It's okay. Because you're increasing load size. Okay. (laughs) I think with the answers given, you'll have some tips and tricks, something you could try, options to explore, maybe inspo for further research. Okay, here we go. One guy said his loads are bigger after a day off, not ejaculating for 24 hours, and when I'm really hydrated. Common answer, by the way, drink a lot of water. Also, the more times I can edge up to orgasm without going off the bigger, the load will be so edging. Great advice. Maybe really intensify, like play with yourself or have your wife play with you and you have this foreplay day, foreplay afternoon, whatever you can get away with, and then wait for that release and it's going to be building up. They're just going to be compounding the cum. Also, she probably does not care about the size of the load. She cares about pleasing you and knowing you want to blow your load all over her. Just go for it, my dude. Another very common vibe and answer that you will see that you totally are in your fucking head. Truly, like, I, she probably gives no shits. I mean, if it was like the tiniest little squirt in the world, I would be like... 
so did you get off this morning or something? But I I would not notice otherwise. Like maybe if nothing came out or something. But I don't think she gives a fuck. I don't think she gives a fuck. Just come on her tits. Okay. That's what the next person said. Just come on her tits, man. Only men are impressed by the size of a load. And women say it in porn, but they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Drinking lots of water will help with load size. If she wants him to do it, she's likely not going to notice if it's not a gallon's worth. She'll be excited for the actual act. She's going to be looking at you, stroking your dick, standing over her, and she's squeezing the tits together, and she's fulfilling this little image she has in her head. Don't overthink it. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Another person did say, I don't have any firsthand experience with it, but I've heard from a lot of men that Semenax works incredibly well. I don't know if that's some like increase your load size advertisement on you know, some porn site. I feel like that those would go together. Also, I have no idea and I know nothing about Semenax. So that is not a paid plug. I know nothing. I know nothing. But Another option, something else besides holding off what you didn't want to do. But I think you should reframe that thought. I got a lot more answers, but they all basically said the same thing. Hydration, waiting, edging throughout the day, edging to build up to that moment, making sure you're super fucking turned on. And yeah, I think that you could do all of those things and then you could work on your mindset and have a blast. Good luck. This next question, question number two, is wild. I mean, it's wild because a part of me is like, this is so common. Like, this is so, like, feels typical. I feel cynical after. I feel a little ached out. It makes me not feel great towards men. And I don't want to hate on the men. I don't want to generalize. I want to believe in good thoughtful, respectful people where you're the same person to someone's face and behind their back. But sometimes that feels like they're gems. Those are just gems. I think I'm a fucking gem. Okay. Hey girl, this is long. Sorry. Guys, I read it. It was worth it. So stay with me. It was worth it. I'm supposed to start working with my husband in a few months. While most husbands probably wouldn't want to work with their wives, he was so excited to bring this opportunity to me. I asked countless times if he was sure this was a good idea, and he said yes, and he was so happy that we would get more time with one another. Last night, he decided to tell his buddies from work via group chat with me looking over his shoulder... And he got a lot of, oh man, what were you thinking? And bro, that's horrible, which is to be expected. But then one guy was like, your wife is going to be so jealous of blank and named a name. (laughs) Why am I turning like purple? Of someone I had never heard before. Death. Of course, I started asking questions to my husband. He swore to me up and down that there was nothing there that that girl came up one time in a lunch conversation with the guys where they played fuck, Mary kill. He said that was literally the extent of it and that this guy is an asshole. He sounds like a fucking asshole. He sounds like fine. <laughs> but I still feel like there's something I'm missing. Why would this guy single this one girl out if they played a few rounds of this stupid game? Now I feel weird walking into this building. I don't want this to be a huge mistake, but it's an amazing opportunity for me and our family. I also kind of feel like it's disrespectful to our marriage to play that game 
even if it's just locker room talk. Maybe I'm overreacting. I would have no problem if we played it together or with a group of our friends and I was present for it, but something about him playing at the workplace makes me feel disrespected. And now when I meet this chick, all I'm going to think about is how he wants to fuck her. This isn't the first time I caught him in a situation like this where he exactly didn't cross the line, but blatantly disrespected me. Last year, I found bikini screenshots on his phone off a girl's Instagram that he knew. Am I overreacting? Do I still take this job? Thank you. Okay. I think you should take his job. I think you should go there and be his boss. Um, anyways, first, first things first, I will stop being angry. I'm gonna stop being angry. Uh, the person, the man who sent in the text, your wife's gonna be so jealous of, uh, he is the problem. He is, he is the problem and I don't like him because why is he pitting women against each other? And I'm sure he's basically thinks she's hot and is like, oh, wow, your wife's going to be so jealous of the office hottie or some shit. And he's a douchebag. We don't like him. Second of all, you're going to get office slutty wear. I want you to wear a hot skirt, blazer, really cute blouse. You're going to just bring it when you go in there. This is probably toxic advice, but this is not like, I am not like Dr. Jordan here to give, I'm not Oprah. I am just a girl with an opinion and a microphone. So I think that that was kind of not cool, but let's be realistic, Jordan, be realistic. Locker room talk happens. And for some reason, I feel like, I don't know if this sounds like corporate, is this a corporate job? It can be such a douchey environment. And that's why I think when you give a fuck about your marriage, okay, you have to protect your energy, like your energy as a couple, your space, and you can't make everybody happy. And really when it comes down to it, like my my view, my opinion, what I'm looking for, what I want is like, it's us. It's about fucking us. And then everybody else comes second to that. So if anything is interfering with that and being like a negative leech or sucking or draining us in any way, 86 that shit, like pff, don't give a fuck. That's some cancer on y'all snippy, snippy, offy, offy. And I get it when you're at work, you don't have that option, right? Like you have to work with these people and you want a good working relationship and you don't want it to be weird. You don't want to be that guy, the guy that's giving bitch energy, the guy that's giving battered husband energy, scared 24 seven. I mean, a healthy fear, a healthy fear. It's okay. But you know what I'm saying? This was to actually like affirm that maybe your husband is telling you the complete truth that it really, he was asked this conversation and, you know, peer pressure. And he clearly picked the attractive person to fuck. And I mean, I guess human nature, slightly disrespectful, but he seemed like he was open and transparent about it and wasn't being a liar or deceptive. And if he was having an affair at work or if he like wanted to pursue other women or like was a dog in any way, I don't feel like he would be so excited that you're coming there. And the group chat, you know, maybe there's a dog or two in there. Maybe there's the the statistic of the unhappily married man where the workplace is his playground. And there's always those people you know, the, you know them, you love them, you hate them. Could be a slippery slope if you keep them too close. And 
that's where arm's distance comes in. It's just a work relationship. You're not taking it home. You're not going on vacations with him and shit like that. I know after I read the question, I was initially angry at your husband for playing the game. I, no, it was because you ended with the bikini photos shit. So ugh, that really negates all the nice things I said. But I don't, for some reason, I feel like he wouldn't want you to come in if he thought it was a terrible idea or wanted to live some double life. Now, I will say, do you really want to work with your husband? <laughs> Because, you know, you're there with him there, then you just add a whole other layer onto your plate. And maybe I'm not making you feel any better, but this is, I feel like, a sister vibe. I'm just allowing you to think and be more confused. Just kidding. <laughs> Fuck what everybody else thinks. It's down to you and him. And if this is a great opportunity, you're excited about the job. He seems very supportive. He brought the opportunity to you. It's not like you're in the same fucking cubicle together. I wish I knew more like what the job entailed, like how closely you will be working together. But if this is like just some office building and you're over there, I think that he's not trying to hide anything from you and that you could have a conversation with him about how that shit makes you feel and how you don't want to make it a big deal or overthink it or let it just dampen everything, but you recognize it and you're not okay with it. And make a boundary, make a fucking boundary. And I did mean it when I said you need to wear really hot office clothes. Like I want you to bring it. Okay. That one's for, do that one for you, for you, because you'll just feel good. You'll feel good out there. And that girl, fuck that girl. But you know what? She could be lovely. She could be a lovely gem. We don't want to hate her for no reason because she's pretty. But I hate that man for trying to like pit y'all against each other from the get-go with that stupid shit. Just an FYI to men, like there's a million types of pretty. And to someone, what's really pretty and hot, to the next person, they could find the other prettier and hotter. There's always going to be someone prettier and hotter, and pretty and hot is not everything, okay? It's great to look at, but there's other factors that equal, is it nice to be around? Is it sustainable? There's peaches, there's cherry, there's strawberries, there's all these delicious, beautiful fruits that are all different. Someone will always hate strawberries. If you get that, uh, then you got it, and if you did it. I'm not going to explain it. Okay, let's move on to the next question. How do I convince my man to have a threesome with another man? I need advice. Well, when you find out, let me know. No, just kidding. Uh, I picked this question because I wanted to say, and I'm not hating at all. I'm going to answer the question in a roundabout way, I guess. But Imagine if a guy asked this, if he was like, how do I get my wife to have a threesome with another woman and help me now? Would be, I would be like, douchey. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, you're not going, you can't do it. Like, you can't make her, okay? That's not just gonna, like, you're gonna peer pressure her into doing that when that's just not even on her radar. That's never, no. Like, that's not, that's gonna fuck some shit up. That's not gonna fly. Now, if you're asking this because she's been dancing with it, toying, talking about it, bringing it up, that's different. But there's a lot of factors involved. 
But so I just want to say that I, you can't make him or her or anyone do something that they don't want to do. They have no interest. And you can have a conversation. My answer to this is having a conversation of what they're into, what their boundaries are, what they would be interested, what they would even be interested in discussing dirty talk, like something that you could start small, see where it goes. But if a male, male, female, nothing, just limp noodle, and he tells you why that crosses a boundary for him to do that with you and he doesn't feel comfortable, then that is the answer. And you would want that respect. He deserves that respect, mutual respect. And if you're married and you took vows, I think that it's you owe it to each other to try to navigate and find really awesome, pleasurable sex where you feel like you get to be authentic and explore while still respecting and maintaining those boundaries. And maybe some people would disagree with me and think that like you can, I'm sure there are, I'm sure there's people that have come on this podcast that would be like, I, I disagree. I think that you can find a way to be able to do all the things you want and the other person should not possess you in that way and need to figure their own insecurities out. I can see these different POVs, but for me, no, <laughs> for me, I think that there are sacrifices that you make and you don't have to give like give into every fleshly desire like you don't have to quench every worldly thing that you want okay i promise i don't think it's making anyone happier i don't think those people feel like because i can go do whatever i want sexually I'm happier. I feel more fulfilled. I feel better in my relationship. I don't know. I guess that would come down to perspective and people's experience and insight, but food for thought. But yeah, to land the plane, to answer the listener, I would say having a conversation and sharing what turns you on could be a great start. Maybe he's going to find it so arousing that this arouses you. Some men just love knowing that something is giving their wife pleasure and are like, I love her being my personal little porn star. So you got to know what kind of man you're dealing with. I think because you phrased your question with how do I convince my man and made me think, oh, is she trying to sell it? Which gives kind of like manipulation vibes, okay? And we've all, I think, consciously or subconsciously have been manipulated, you know? I mean, been manipulative. If I want some, if I see something that I want to sign up for, buy, and I'm like, hmm, I'm going to have to sell Derek on this. Like, yeah, I get creative, okay? So we've all done it, guilty, raising my hand. But this is something that is so impactful. You're bringing an outsider in and you can't go back. There's no erasing it. It may change your perspective. So I think it's something not to take lightly. And it would start with the conversation of sharing fantasy. Ask him what his fantasies are. Ask him what kind of porn he watches. And then have a two-way convo. Let me know how it goes. Okay, pause for a moment. How many times have I clicked? Have I I've been clicking like I'm training a horse. I'm over I'm just so annoying. I am so sorry. Oh! 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So I get a lot of listener questions. If you've listened for a while, you know that that's just a big part of the show is the listener questions. And I often get people that DM me or write in, and sometimes it's not even a question. They are just sharing with me their experience or what they're going through in their marriage right now, or maybe they feel empty or lonely and they don't even know how to express it. They feel like they have expressed it. They don't feel like the other person gives a fuck. And there are a lot of women who are like, okay, yeah, I get it. My husband wants to have more sex, but they do not feel like their needs are being met and their husband really doesn't even maybe know how to or he's not thinking in that way. And sometimes they have to be reminded and told and taught. And depending on how they grew up, maybe they didn't have really good examples of high emotional intelligence. They didn't see parents who had conversations that were hard and uncomfortable and they navigated and got through and then came back together. They didn't have stellar examples of what communicating effectively or loving one another effectively looked like. So you have to have grace and empathy and that's why people go to fucking therapy and people listen to podcasts. You just have to educate yourself. You just can't be a dumbass. You can't just live life and not try to evolve and better yourself. I think that's stupid and I don't like people like that. Okay. So in your marriage, if you're really into each other, I talk about sex all the time. I'm talking about trying to stay into each other and not have boring, mediocre sex forever and want to die. Or even worse, be married in a dead bedroom and want to die, but you're like, don't want to get divorced for whatever reason, raising our kids for whatever reason, and you're miserable, okay? So let's be honest. And, you know, I've always thought, I've been told I was taught, you know, you don't satisfy your partner. Someone else on the outside, outside, outside might try to do that for you. There are people that are that intervene, homewreckers, succubies, succubus. Witches, um, what else? Sluts, man whores, lonely people, two lost souls, people that are both starving for affection in certain ways and they're not getting it at home. And fulfilling your partner's emotional needs, fulfilling your wife's emotional needs, husband's, is essentially a fair proofing the marriage on that end. Like, obviously, 
she needs to be meeting your needs as well for you to be like, that's a fair proof, not just like one way. But if you want to lock your wife down, you really do, and you really want her to have eyes only for you, this is how. I believe that a hundred million fucking percent. I also think women that are not getting their cup filled in the way they want can be loyal, amazing women. I will speak from experience that I do not always feel, feel, can I fucking talk today? I do not always feel understood. I get this terminally unique feeling sometimes and that's a lie because there are other people who 100%, there are many other people who can relate to the pain, feeling lonely, feeling misunderstood, feeling like you're speaking Spanish, feeling depressed, feeling anxious. These are all like people deal with that. And when you're in it, sometimes you can feel so like in it. But I am living proof that with intention, and gaining momentum in where you're going and what you're wanting to do and feel like that shit works. You can spiral the other way, gain momentum going the other direction, okay? But husbands and wives listening, I assure you that when you are meeting her emotional needs, she will be a happier more cheery, subservient. Don't get mad at me for saying this. She will be more in her feminine. She will feel safer and thus she will feel more aroused and you will be having more sex and you will be having better sex. This I promise you. And your man, ladies listening, your man, I know we don't want to stroke their egos sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, why do I do this? You won't regret it. He wants to hear that same shit that you said to him when you were dating. Tell him he's fucking hot. Tell him he looks good. Tell him, and sometimes you don't want to. You're like, I don't want him to think he's any hotter than he is. Tell him he's fucking sexy. Tell him you love the way he fucks you. Meet his little quirks and needs. He, If he's going out on a limb, because that's what they're doing, to them, ladies, it is work. It can be a chore. I know this hurts our feelings. It can be a literal chore to listen to us, to absorb all the information that we're spewing. I'm spewing a lot, a lot. The request, the needs, the nags. And I mean, this can be harsh. And I also am not feeling bad for the men. Like men need to do their part for sherzies, for sherzies. And not to mention you men, probably you probably get on her nerves a lot. Maybe not, but if you have kids, I'm sure in some way, on some day, <laughs> you're fucking annoying. We love you, though. We cannot live without you. I know we're equally annoying. We get on your last nerves sometimes. Okay. All of this information is to bring you closer, and then everybody's getting laid more. Let's start breaking it down. There's a book called His Needs, Her Needs by Dr. Willard Harley Jr. I read a fabulous article, or actually it was a blog, and it kind of broke down the book a little bit. And this book is really, really popular, like sold millions, married couples were raving. And to sum it up, 
His years, his many, many years of research revealed that the feelings of romance and love are learned association based on trigger responses. Ooh, interesting. And what does that mean? In a lab experiment, it could be demonstrated by, say, you give a person a shock, a violent shock, when you show them a picture of a building and give them a comforting massage when you show them a picture of a cloud. After enough, like doing this over and over and over and over again, after enough reiterations of this experiment, the person would get uneasy when they saw a picture of a building and they would be relaxed and happy when they saw the cloud. And how this relates to your relationship is that when your emotional needs are met by your spouse, you feel closer to them. When your spouse continues to meet your emotional needs, you feel the love and the romance. That person, your spouse, is triggering a learned response within you of love. And the opposite is always true. So when they stop and they don't meet your needs in a way that hurts you, you are developing a learned response to pain when you see them. So you feel some type of way. There is an energy in your relationship, in your marriage. And boy, oh boy, do you have to be able to identify and talk about it and communicate it. And it can feel so frustrating if someone does have low emotional intelligence. And there are some people that, they get defensive about everything. It is. It feels like a personal attack for them. And those are pe- those people need therapy. That's that's my feeling. They need fucking therapy. And I try to have empathy because commonly it's people who had poor examples of it growing up. We all need therapy. Okay, I need therapy. When you're dating, you develop the the goody feelings, and you did shit together, and you had deep combos, and you fell in love with each other. And then you got married and time passes, things change, kids come, creates a big rift in your time together, your finances, your schedule. It's just a fucking different world. You fucking know that. You're maturing, you're getting older and your needs and what you want and what your boundaries are, things change. You evolve. And maybe you need more than you did before. That's why I always say I don't think love is enough. I think fucking there is a lot that comes with it, baby. Maybe this conversation will inspire you to sit down and identify your emotional needs so you can tell him if if I'm talking to the women, maybe a man's like, I have emotional needs and I fucking need to tell her them. Identify what you need so you can know how to communicate that. In the book, His Needs, Her Needs, Dr. Willard, Will, Dr. Willard, Dr. Willard Harley Jr., he refers to meeting emotional needs as the love bank. Okay, so the love bank refers to deposits and withdrawals of love units. Just go along with me for the interactions that you have with your significant other. So if they make you feel appreciated, like that fills your love bank. When they make you feel anxious and angry, it's they're withdrawn and 
it's relative to how you feel. And when you first start dating, you are happy because you're always getting like deposits, deposits. And then if they forgot something, said something that made you feel like shit, those are withdrawals. And they represent meeting emotional needs. And how affairs, how affairs start is when people's love bank runs low. Like I've talked about men cheating, women cheating, and most of the time women cheat and it can start, it usually starts emotionally somewhere else or they feel emotionally disconnected in the relationship. Their cheating is, seems a lot more calculated than like, oh, she got drunk and had a one night stand, lusty, whatever, whatever. No, it's a need being vocalized, not being met continuously and harsh. I know people are going to go, well, then you need to just get out. Well, let's just be realistic and look at the statistics and a lot of fucking people cheat. And this is one of the reasons why when you're not having your emotional needs met at home, you look in other places and other people and we're human beings and we want these things met. And I know the men right now are going, I have needs too, I have needs too, and I have physical ones and they really do exist and they really do exist. And I'm not, we're not going to count out the women. I'm raising my hand. I fucking have physical needs. Yes, I do. And I know the HL girlies are in the building and they're like, amen. And in that book, you got to keep the love bank up in the positive at all times. And you're essentially a fair proofing your marriage. So let's go over the 10 emotional needs. Men, this is so fucking good for you. S- stick around, hear this. Maybe you'll have a deeper understanding for your wife. Maybe I'm going to make your wife feel not alone. Sometimes when it's just you two and it's he said, she said, and you're not really like seeking outside of yourselves as far as advice and wisdom in your marriage goes, it can feel like so isolated and you need to hear this stuff from other people to be like, oh, okay, this is like a basic human fucking need and she's not being too much. I fucking hate. She's not being too much. And on the other side, I know there's women who really diminish a man wanting sex. Like, oh, he wanted sex. Like, you just need sex. Like, it's just so ick. Like, yes, yes, he does. And the same way you want to be listened to, he wants to be respected. In the same way you want to feel emotionally intimate, he wants physical affection. And that makes him feel loved and closer to you. It's important. It's equally important. And to not validate that and to belittle and diminish it is not cool. And if you're going, well, I'm not getting what I need, so it's hard for me to meet him there, then conversations need to be had. And this, it doesn't have to be like this. You can have that conversation and get intentional and change your reality. And it could be you're like, you know what? He's actually up my butt and around the corner and loving me in all the ways. I just don't like the sex we're having. And that is not related to this topic of the hour, but that is sometimes the case. And that is a conversation you need to have as well. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Okay. 10 emotional needs. There was a little disclaimer in this blog, and it said that this concept triggers some and that they want us to understand that it is based on science, not social theory, not feelings, studies, and science. So there you have it. Okay. The 10 emotional needs are affection, sexual fulfillment, intimate conversation, recreational companionship, 
honesty and openness, physical attraction, financial support, domestic support, family commitment, admiration. Ooh. Okay, so let's talk about affection first. In the book, on page 37, Dr. Willard Harley said, to most women, affection symbolizes security, protection, comfort, and approval, vitally important commodities in their eyes. When a husband shows his wife affection, he sends the following messages. I care about you. You are important to me, and I don't want anything to happen to you. I'm concerned about the problems you face, and I'll try to help you overcome them. Men need to understand how strongly women need these affirmations. Wow, I should like a that's so raven moment. Like, holy shiitake mushroomies, daddy issues. Many men show affection to their wife by like ravishing them with physical affection and making love to them. And a lot of women feel like, oh, he's only affectionate when it's time for this. That is a surefire way to diminish the amount of orgasms she is having. That is going to diminish her excitement leading up to sex. She's not going to think of sex as being fun anymore. It's going to be where she looks at you as a selfish lover. Even if you are going to pleasure town eating her pussy for 25 minutes, that's great. Maybe she could get over it then. But if you're only showing affection in those times, and like he said in the book, this could be words of motherfucking affirmation. Affection is not just touching, kissy, licky. It is so much more than that. And if she's a words of affirmations girly, which we've talked about the five love languages, then she's probably looking for this. Next, sexual fulfillment. So a lot of men, like if we're generalizing, people would go, yeah, men need and want sex way more than women. But nowadays, and we got the horny housewife here, sometimes it is the woman. So this could be not just an emotional need. Do you see how these apply to both men and women, right? This could be a very common emotional need for a man. That's why this just isn't for the women to determine and give to their man. Men, I'm sure this one you just added to your list, especially if you listen to this podcast. You, this is a great way for you to show her your needs and how they correlate to sex <laughs> and her have a better understanding of it, for it to connect because y'all are both doing this together and seeing what you both need, having a conversation. And this is a stellar way, stellar way to segue into this need. A person with a high libido, sex can be like air, like they fucking need it. It's a basic food, water, sleep, and sex. Like it is important. And when they are not getting it, they do not feel loved. They feel rejected. They don't feel desired. They don't feel good. And often dudes don't understand the relationship between affection and sex. I happen to think my listeners are very emotionally intelligent. I do. I believe that they have to be. They fucking have to be. And that, But there's a lot of people that want sex and then they forget about giving affection. And sex and affection are interrelated and she's going to be DTF more in the mood when she is getting more affection from you. So men, if you want more sex, then you need to be more affectionate and you can get creative with that. You can do so many different things and then happy wife, happy life saying here and happy wife is sucking your dick more. I'm pretty sure. 
Sure. Next was intimate conversations. I think the ladies like this one, generalizing, but yes, intimate conversation. So that is going below the surface. It's not surface level bullshit. Oh my God. That's it. Small talk drives me nuts. And you know what? Sometimes my husband, he's been honest with me and been like, I talk on the phone and to people and my employees all day at work. And sometimes I get home and I just don't want to talk about anything. And I, have to like accept that and save space for that and sympathize because I do. I'm like, I I can see that. I can see your perspective. And then on my end, I feel like I haven't talked to many people, like two people for 15 minutes and my phone (laughs) and a microphone. And so I'm looking for that intimate conversation that I want. And we have to be intentional about that. When you have these conversations, you're revealing feelings, concern, cares, and often other emotional things. You have a lot of that when you're dating. That's how you're like falling in love. And generally speaking, women not only crave this, but need it. And men tend to not need it as much for whatever fucking reason. Maybe because we have a lot more estrogen. I don't know. But intimate combo doesn't happen when the TV's playing or other things are going on. I mean, if you have kids, like, you fucking know. Like, there are so many times where I am saying something, and I really want my husband to look at me, and he is washing something, cleaning. He's so, like, very anal about cleanliness, doing something, and I'm like, I need you to stop and look at me, please. Like, I need you to... And he's like, I am, I'm listening. I he'll repeat that what I just said, like I've heard every word and it's not about that to me. It's, I need to feel like you give a fuck. And when you do not stop and look at me during the conversation, I don't feel heard. If I feel belittled or minimized, especially if that is like constant and I can see the other side of multitasking, but I don't even believe that you can successfully multitask and have a conversation. I don't. In his needs, her needs, Dr. Harley recommends 15 hours of intimate conversation each and every week. Damn, that does sound difficult, but I mean, I guess that could really help your marriage. Oh my God, I need to track that. There's no way, there's no way we're having 15 hours a week. Like saying, I'm thinking of what are we having now? I I can't imagine. I'm going to start tracking mine and see. And then be like, look, motherfucker. Okay, next, recreational companionship. Doing fun shit you like to do together. Like, you really give a fuck about going and doing activities together. Date nights are important. Me. Next, honesty and openness. So some people feel very loved and close when they're able to be vulnerable. And you have this honest, open vibe. So this kind of goes with intimate conversation. And... These people crave like radical honesty. In the book, Dr. Harley goes on about what radical honesty includes, and it's like actually hardcore. And he talks about how the honest, that kind of honesty is rare. And I'm going to go ahead and raise my hand and toot my own little horn beep beep. I feel like I'm a radically honest bitch. Like I'm radically honest where like it hurts his feelings sometimes. But I never feel like I'm living a double life. There you go. Next, physical attraction. 
it is known, we can generalize again, we love generalizing on the podcast, that men are visual creatures. They are. They are visually aroused, stimulated. You've seen it. We know it. Let's just accept it. And I know, I know, I know beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but have you gained 100 pounds since you got married? Have you completely stopped taking care of yourself? Do you dress like a bum every day? Do you wear your hair in a messy bun every single day? Do I sound like a hater? Actually, actually, I'm being your loving BFF that's saying, girlfriend, it's time to glow up. It's time to give AF. The next one is financial support. Ding, 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 ding. So there are a lot of women who it is very important to them that their man is a provider for them. I, this could be controversial. I don't understand why it's such a bad thing. Like, really? it's. I think it's quite smart. I'm sure men, when they're looking for their wives, they're thinking like, can this woman be the mother of my children? Is she capable? Is she competent? Can I envision this? Like do, building a life, doing life with her? Am I attracted to her? Of course, duh. It, but is this sustainable? And as women, why is it bad to look at a man and go, is this sustainable? Is he going to be able to provide? Is he on the path? Is he Does he work hard? Does he have goals and a plan of how he's going to provide for us so that we can give our children the life that we feel is fitting? Is he going to provide me security? And some women, I mean, they want financial freedom. I know there, you know, are a whole, there's a whole spectrum of different types of women and where the bar is set for them in regards to that. And to some people, it is more important than to others. The next one is domestic support. I feel like the traditional couples out there, the women are understanding the financial one I just said, and then the men are going to like this domestic support. If you're into gender roles, okay, here we go. So you expect your wife to be taking care of the home front. Maybe, let's just, I'll get progressive with it for a sec. Maybe the women are like, I'm looking for him to be a helping hand. Like that's an emotional need I have to have domestic support. So after I cook, him cleaning up, like totally reasonable things. Maybe, like I said, if you're super tradish and he's out there working and making the dough. And if you're really making the dough dough, then there's sacrifice involved with that. And so he's relying on you, homegirl, housewife, to hold the fort down. And for many couples, they might go, you know what, we do this as a team and want to make sure each other feels supported, heard, and helped. So consider showing up for the other person, helping with tasks, agreeing on what they'll do each week, whatever, is like love bank deposits. Moving on to the next one, family commitment. And that is not babysitting. It is active participation in raising your children with moral and educational needs. And I know that, you know, I just talked about traditional, like say there's a man like really grinding, working his ass off. My husband's really working his ass off and he still shows up as a dad. He still goes and plays with his children and spends time with them and does fun things that they like to do and they, they like to do together. 
And if you want to, you will. And I know there are some people that have jobs that demand a lot of them and they have to travel and be away. But that's one of those things where it's kind of like, is there such thing as having it all? Because if you're going to, both people have careers like that, where what happens with the kids? Someone or something is raising your children. So if that is very important to your wife and you have a very demanding job, intentionally carving out time where you're dedicating time to your children or family as a whole is important. We'll feed her and she will want to be a slut for you, possibly. So you won't regret that. You're not going to get older and go, God damn it, I hated that I carved more time to spend with my family. Quite the opposite. It'll be the other way around if you don't. Next is admiration. I think the men need this. The, like Along with their physical needs, which I'm going to just touch on lightly after I go over these 10, we're almost done. But I think the admiration could go for both, but I know that men, it seems, have bigger egos than women, and I guess need to if they're, in some cases, they need it. Sometimes you just want to pop it with a fucking little pen, but it's good for them, ladies. It's good for them. It motivates them. It keeps them going, and that's not a bad thing. So recognition, admiration, stroke the little ego. It's kind of like affection, love deposits. And ladies, like there are tips I tell the men to do that I'm, I know that they're rolling their eyes, but they're going to go fucking try it and do it if they really want to see like, oh, can this help? Does this work? You want to make a difference, compliment, sincerely compliment your man when he gets ready for work in the morning. Tell him he looks very handsome. When he gets home, kiss him, sniff him if he wears cologne and be like, damn, he still smells so fucking good. Be a nice wife. It makes him feel good. It makes him feel seen. When you deposit the love like that into the love bank for him, those are serious love. If he's around other people and you compliment him, like ding, 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 you may be like, oh, so me feeding his ego. Yeah, I think so. I think it works like that a little bit. And it works. (laughs) It works if you work it. But when you're giving him those, guess what? It doesn't matter that Susie from accounting is giving them too because he knows it. His wife tells him that. And if he never gets that from you, when Susie from accounting tell him he looks good, it sits a little differently. But when he knows at home he's appreciated and admired, it won't be as scary. It won't be a scary thing now. Okay, so that was all 10. So y'all can sit down. We listen to that whole thing. Just kidding. And decide what your top five are. Have a little conversation. And I want to end this by just letting the women know because I feel like the men get a bad rap for when they're wanting and needing desire sex and their wife's like, you're a fucking animal. You don't need to just get off. For men, sex is not just about the physical. It's connected to so many other aspects for them. I swear the more they get off, the longer they'll live. Maybe you don't want that to happen. I don't know. But their confidence, their self-worth, the connection that they feel to you and validation. And that sounded like me. Am I a man? For some men, it means to feel valued, validated, loved, needed. And men want to feel needed. They want to at the end of the day. For others, it's a means of connection, a stress relief, etc. You name it. 
and neglecting it will have consequences. So you may feel there's a darn good reason why you shouldn't be putting out the weaponizing sex is going to backfire, bite you in the ass, not help the situation. You are pushing him away by weaponizing sex. It's a no-no. That's a no-no. You need to have a deeper understanding, have a conversation, and whatever underlying issue there is where you can't seem to make that connection or feel good or want to fuck, you need to figure out why. It could be your body. It doesn't have to be about him. It could be a hormonal thing. It could be so many fucking things, but you will never know if you don't ask questions. So, wow, that was a mouthful. And that was some good info. That was interesting. I enjoyed reading up for this conversation. If you're new, maybe you're not new, check if you're subscribed. I have, I see my analytics like on iTunes. I see that 50% of people that regularly, weekly listen to my podcast are not even fucking subscribed. Click the fucking subscribe button. It's a little plus sign in the right. Just add it, add it to your library of podcasts you keep up with. Stand the loopy loop. Follow me on social media at underscore the horny housewife podcast. And if you're like an audio erotica fan, like if you like, if you love dirty stories, the Patreon is the place for you. Link in the episode notes, new dirty stories uploaded every single week. And don't forget to get some merch. Listen to mommy and get the listen to mommy hoodie. Hurry before it sells out. Next week, there's going to be a guest. So stay tuned for that. Leave a five-star review. Really helps mommy. You can leave a rating on Spotify. Write a little something-something on iTunes. Much appreciated. Until next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.